Today's episode of Inside Gaming is brought to you by Skillshare. You can explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership by clicking the link in the description. Hey, welcome back to Inside Gaming Daily for Tuesday. Ooh, yeah, we got some hot E3 drama for your Tuesday. Sony says it's skipping E3 again. Whoa! Yeah, which could be really bad news for the future of the conference. I, I oh no, a day without E3. Hang on. <laughs> the future of the conference is in trouble. <laughs> Jeez, E3, how many times does Sony have to break up with you guys? You are starting to look a little bit desperate. He's just not that into you. Who can rattle off the most rom-com titles in five seconds and go? About time. Love Actually. Uh, School of Rock. Uh, Marley and Me. Uh, no Country for Old Men. Uh, yeah, while Sony no-showed E3 last year, skipping it again is surprising because Sony's got a brand new console, the PlayStation 5. That's coming out this holiday season, so you'd think they'd take any opportunity to show that weird toilet cover-shaped thing. But apparently, they decided it wasn't worth it, right, Zachary? That's right, Connor. Fairly good reason, too, thankfully. Uh, you could argue that Sony skipping E3 last year proved that E3 needs them a lot more than Sony needs E3, and that's putting it lightly. Uh, yeah, Sony no-showed E3 last year, and attendance was down. Coincidence? Mm -hmm. Maybe a, a failure to launch? Hey. Whoa. A made in Manhattan? Oh. A 13 going on 30? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. As a result, E3 hit the panic button, and this year they're rebranding the whole thing as a big influencer fest. Oh. oh, cool. Yes! Nothing like the word influencer to make my soul cringe, even though I am one of the nanos. You're not an influencer. So maybe Sony is smart <laughs> to skip it again. It doesn't want to spend its whole E3 taking selfies with people who have only got 500 Instagram followers. Oh, God. Social media own! Take that, people who make a living selling their just okay personalities online. Oh. So let's dig into why Sony is dumping E3 for a second year in a row, Zach. Yeah, The Verge broke the news quoting a Sony spokesperson who said, after thorough evaluation, SIE has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have a great respect for the ESA as an organization. Sidebar, we don't. Still, f you for leaking our stuff. But we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. Translation there is, we'll unveil the PlayStation 5 whenever we want to. Sorry, boomers, the breakup. How to lose a guy in 10 days. See, in that joke, we're using a guy as a metaphor for E3 bleeding out audience members. Just a little comedy 101 from the pros. <laughs> they even referenced the PS5 by saying, quote, we will build upon our global events strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Trade shows! Other trade shows. <laughs> our focus, they say, is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. Translation, we've got a busy calendar and we're sorry, E3, but we're gonna be busy washing our hair that week. Weekend. Br Brian, how long does it take you to wash your hair? Yeah, it is kind of nice that they're specifically calling out their focus on the fans feeling involved, especially since E3's arguably been the biggest gaming event of the year for many. Having Sony take a step back could be seen by some as anti-consumer. I'm a uh, consumer. Yeah, to the mass majority. Yeah, maybe Sony is picking another event to unveil the PS5, but more likely they're just gonna do their own event, which you can do now because of a little thing called the internet. Oh, what? <laughs> It's another blow for E3, which has been really struggling in recent years. And it didn't used to be this way because for years and years, like we said earlier, E3 reigned supreme as the biggest gaming event of the year. Yeah, as were all the big gaming studios, publishers and hardware makers turned out to show audiences, retailers and journalists their hot new products. But over the last few years, Zach, E3 has sucked big right? Yeah, it has sucked Thanks, Connor. It's lost some big names, leading to some wonder if the conference has failed to change with the times. It's the, uh, is E3 the how do you do fellow kids of, of gaming now? I mean, do we have to start listing memes now instead of rom-coms? I genuinely don't think I could do it. 
going to drive me crazy. Oh, oh see, rom-com, right? Yeah. Is that that was an autumn joint? I could feel it. That terrible joke is being interrupted by this breaking news. We have an ad today. Oh God, thank God, I'm dying, starving, and passing away all at the same time. Take it away, chairman. Okay. Hey, thanks for that sweet toss, Connor. Today's episode's brought to y'all by Skillshare. Make 2020 a year where you experience new skills, deepen existing passions and get lost in creativity with Skillshare's online classes. What you find just might surprise and inspire you. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning, so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creativity forward without putting life on hold. That's nice. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit your busy routine. Y'all know I'm busy. I got time though. Skillshare has tons of awesome classes that might just appeal to you. You've got stuff like animation, UX and UI design, uh, filmmaking, all, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, I'm specifically pretty into the uh, interior design class, trying to bring some of that sweet feng shui into my living space. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops, and annual subscriptions less than 10 bucks a month, you dungus. That's way less than you'd pay in a class. So if you weren't listening to me before, just click the link in the description. You can get two free months of premium membership and explore your creativity. And uh, again, that's the link in the description of this very video. Big thanks to Skillshare for sponsoring this. Anyways, I think that just about does it here. Back to you boys. And we're back. To add to the list of E3 struggles, there was also a big report last year in Variety about infighting at the Entertainment Software Association, the group that runs E3. Poise called it a, quote, toxic environment rife with internal politics, witch hunts, and infighting. Sounds like a cool game. Can you imagine working with a witch? Could right, you boys? imagine working with former CEO Michael Gallagher? The reason we bring up CEO Michael Gallagher is he was singled out <laughs> as being, quote, very difficult to work with. Some uh. said he was manipulative, moody, and sometimes nasty. Ooh, how are things behind the scenes at E3? Well, I'm glad you asked, Patrick. Sony isn't the only big name they've lost in recent years. EA and Nintendo have pulled back from the event in favor of doing their own presentations. Oh, and also E3 leaked the personal info of thousands of journalists covering last year's event, again, ourselves included. It's always nice when you get docs for doing your job. Yeah, another bad sign is that attendance dropped at last year's E3. Just over 66,000 people attended the event in LA, but it was about 3,000 less than in 2018. But Keanu showed up. E3 is definitely still a big deal. But it's trending mm -hmm. in the wrong direction. Yeah, in response to all the bad news, the ESA announced a new strategy more celebs and influencers. Ah, oh, that's hot. Just burned down the entire city of Los Angeles. This place is a nightmare. No, it's not LA. Great. Out of the west side and LA is According great. to a presentation to ESA members last year, they're gonna rebrand E3 as a fan media and influencer festival. Oh. <laughs> yeah, their plan is to focus more heavily on celebrities and paid influencers to draw eyeballs to the event. Who <laughs> reads this and is like, whoa, we gotta get to E3. Whoa, dude, we can finally meet Ninja. And they plan to use those people to stage what they call activations. Basically events <laughs> that will get people talking. One example they used was getting members of the Los Angeles Lakers to play Basketball video game on the floor. Oh, these are all pitches. Well, what did they say about it? They said that it would generate uh -huh. incredible buzz for the title and E3. Okay, see, was that so hard? That sounds super cool and fun and influential. Uh, Basically, E3 wants to go heavy on the spectacle and get trending on social media uh, and hope that they will distract people from the fact that two thirds of the console makers aren't even there anymore. And of course, it's been the internet that's radically changed things for E3. Radical. Developers and publishers have realized for a while now that they can just hold their own events online and get plenty of attention. And that wasn't possible in the days of the old decentralized internet. 
you still needed a centralized event to focus everyone's attention. But nowadays, things are a little bit different, right, Zach? Yeah, Nintendo regularly grabs headlines with its directs, and Sony's been doing it with its uh, PlayStation Experience events. And obviously, skipping E3 last year didn't hurt Sony. The PS4 is one of the best-selling consoles of all time. And clearly, they don't think they need E3 stage to show off the PlayStation 5. Yeah, Sony's big enough where they can command attention all by themselves. Whenever they decide to unveil the PS5, everyone will pay attention. They don't need E3 for that anymore. But you know who's still all in on E3? Who is it? Oh, that's right, it's Microsoft! Woo! The computer maker. Just hours after the Sony news broke, Xbox... Xbox boss Phil Spencer tweeted, our team is hard at work on E3. We look forward to sharing with all who love to play what's ahead for us. Did I say that right? Yeah, it did sound okay. weird, but it is correct. Our art form has consistently been propelled by the cross-section of creativity and technical progress. Yeah, see, somebody still likes you, E3. Phil Spencer thinks you're a pretty woman. Oh, pretty woman. The movie about a whore. Then again, Microsoft famously screwed up the unveiling of the Xbox One in 2013, announcing a bunch of features that people hated. Then they spent that E3 doing damage control while Sony used its E3 presentation that year to do a big old windmill dunk on Microsoft. Yeah, they got a standing ovation just for saying the PS4 would support used games. Some still credit that 2013 E3 as the point where Sony won the console generation. E3 used to be a big deal, right, sir? Yeah, but these days it's not really hard to get the impression that E3's better days are behind it. It's like a mall once the Dillard's closes and gets replaced by a Boost Mobile. You see the handwriting on the wall. Oh, quick, somebody close out the episode with a rom-com joke. You don't have to worry about wearing 27 dresses on Valentine's Day, because E3's not on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Kong Skull Island. 10 things I hate about E3. 10 things I hate about YouTube. Bridget Jones diary. Something's gotta give, am I right? <laughs> I'm feeling clueless here. I've never been kissed. <laughs> <laughs>